when you can find joy in any moment, like that's really powerful stuff. And, you know, success to me is being able to, you know, make peace with wherever I'm at and being able to have, you know, uh, the freedom to think the way I want to think, to live the way I want to live and serve people the way I want to serve people. And that's really a pretty good version of success in my book. The Tump Screen podcast is owned and made possible by Ethical Marketing Service. If your business is struggling with Google or Facebook ads, maybe you're frustrated figuring it out or there's a performance issue, Ethical Marketing Service has worked on hundreds of accounts and we can help in this area. We offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and for every direct account we look after, we sponsor a child in a developing nation with food, water and education. If you would like to find out if we can help, it's a free no salesy consultation call and the link is in the description. Enjoy the episode. Thomas Green here with Ethical Marketing Service. On the episode today, we have Kevin Keppel. Kevin, welcome. Hey, what's going on, Thomas? Not much. What's going on with you? Man, it's all good uh, here in Dallas, Texas. Just uh, getting excited for the weekend. We uh, like to do it really hot in the summer, so we're getting up to 100 already. And uh, man, just excited to uh, share and have a cool chat with you. I've been watching some of your podcast, and I uh, the last one I watched was actually with Alyssa a few episodes back, and she was talking about people's resistance to change. And uh, Alyssa is my wife's name as well, and uh, I thought that was pretty uh pretty funny synchronicity there and uh but it was a really powerful episode and and it's just you bring a lot of fun people on your show i think it's really cool that uh you're introduced them to your audience to a really cool variety of people but really powerful people are coming from the heart and you know what like that's the most powerful way to show up in the world in my humble experience well you're included in that so um for the benefit of the audience would you like to take a moment and tell the audience a bit about yourself and what you do yeah, absolutely. So Kevin Keppel, I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm a business coach and leadership educator. And what that really means is I help different types of executives and entrepreneurs really understand you know, what it looks like when they're creating from their version of amazing. You know, we all have this hero's footprint inside of us where we're totally dialed into, you know, our genius. And, you know, so often people are like, uh, I don't like, don't even know if I have genius. And, you know, we all have genius. It's just, there's so much more to do with genius when it comes to habits as opposed to genetics. And, you know, are you in the habit of accessing your genius? And that's what we do, help people get aligned with that so that they can create, you know, really their version of amazing on a regular, consistent, on-demand basis. Well, thank you for that. There was something that I wanted to ask you about sort of immediately, and that was because it's a sort of a favorite quote of mine, and it is becoming the hero of your own, well, I say movie, but in uh, in the profile, I've got journey. So what does that mean to you, that quote? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I feel like there's those four roles that we all play at some point, and sometimes maybe even the same sentence, but, you know, the hero. And the villain, of course, we all know because we've seen movies or read books. And then you know, there's the guide and then there's the victim. And, you know, the victim, uh, a place that I was from pretty much, I think, 20 years old to 30 years old until I found a really good coach myself. And that's where things happen to you and not really for you. And you're just, you know, compulsively reacting to other people's creations and not really moving towards any destination. You're just kind of reacting to life. 
And that's a really hard place to be because you find yourself living other people's lives pretty frequently. And, you know, the villain is the one who makes the victim feel bad. And you can be your own villain. Like I would do that to myself, you know, with doubt, worry, and just negative limiting beliefs and all that stuff. But it's really powerful. You know, fortunately, I was able to get around a guide myself who guided me into, you know, the hero role and helped me, you know, transform towards the things I want. And so really, you know, going towards our hero's journey is figuring out like, you know, the inner purpose we all share, right? To grow into the very best version of us so we can give it all away. And then we have all these multiple outer purposes, right? Like the financial purpose, the, you know, purpose for the relationship with your significant other, the purpose for your physical health. And so how does that inner purpose of me being the best me line up with these outer purposes? How do I marry those together? And, you know, it's really about helping people understand like, hey, you know, like you have permission to be you. And that also means you have permission not to be doing the things you don't want to do. You know, you need to be doing the things that, you know, serve you on the way towards whatever your purpose is, because you were given very specific gifts and you were given those gifts for a reason to serve in a specific way. But if you're running around trying to do what you should be doing or live somebody else's life or, you know, just doing something you're really good at but not really passionate at, you know, that's very dangerous. I did that for a long time. I had a job I was great at. I made great money and I wasn't happy. And I had a great coach. He's like, what do you love about your job? And I said, I love this, this, and this, and this, and that. And he's like, dude, I don't even think you like your job. I was like, dude, <laughs> you know what? And then we started talking about it. I was like, dude, I think you might be right. But I really loved working with people and helping people see what being more looked like. And that's the whole goal, right? Is to help people be more of, you know, the beautiful things that God made them without making them feel like less. And so that's really kind of what we're doing on the hero's journey and like our opinion. Yeah, I am hundred percent agree from, from my perspective, it's kind of like, but when you are watching a movie or reading a story or something like that, the hero typically has an agenda, which they are sort of working towards. And if there are external events, which are, should we say, I don't know, knocking them one way or another, it's kind of some resilience that you get, um, from that character right whereas kind of what you alluded to was victimhood you know you you have the choice to either decide that you're going to be a certain thing or let's say achieve a certain thing or you can not do that and whine about it would you say that's about right yeah absolutely you know uh, i used to uh do a little bit of acting and writing and uh i studied a lot of you know movie script writing and stuff like that and it, every movie is basically the same or every well-known movie, it follows the hero's journey. And, you know, I did the same thing. It's like the first thing that heroes do is refuse the call. You know, the, my coach is like, Hey, here's what better looks like. I'm like, no, I'm happy clinging to this life. I didn't want. Right. I mean, I like a lot of parts of it, but not the professional side. I was really unhappy because I was so misaligned with what my genius, you know, is directed towards. And I think, you know, that just understanding like, Hey, it's natural to, you know, resist change, you know, like I was just talking about earlier, because, you know, change is unknown and scary. And that's when the ego jumps in. And sometimes we have like decades of these patterns of uh, unworthiness or limiting beliefs that say, you know, don't do this because you'll create all this extra work if you get successful, or maybe you're fundamentally flawed and you'll be found out because you're an imposter, or maybe you'll outshine your brother, your neighbor, your sister, your wife, or maybe you'll leave behind your roots. And like, we don't, do these kinds of things in our family. And you know what? Like none of that's true. Like everything in the world is made up. And so if you're going to go around making up your story, why wouldn't you make one up of you being a hero and going after the things you want? And maybe even more importantly, helping other people do the same thing on their journey. Because until you're a hero, you know, moving towards your, you know, goal, victory, whatever it is, like you're going to have 
little to no success guiding other people on their hero's journey. And so I think it's really crucial that, you know, we have, you know, this fundamental responsibility to really be the best, most expressed version of us, because whenever we decide to do otherwise, you know, we're wasting part of our life. And it's not really our decision to make to waste our lives. We didn't create this life, so I don't think we get to waste it. Well, you said that you spoke to your coach who said that you didn't like your job. Um, what happened after that and what were the um, what was the scenario? Well, like I said, I, I didn't want to hear it at first because you know, I had this fundamental need back then to be right, that if I was wrong, somehow I was bad or flawed. And so it took, fortunately, not too long, a couple of coaching sessions, but really got me pointed at, you know, what do you want? Why do you want it? You know, I think those two questions are so important. And a lot of people don't answer those. You know, if you're going to the gym, what do you want? Why do you want it? You know, out of your professional life, what do you want? Why do you want it? And so many people get tripped up because they try to add in the how. Well, this is what I want. This is why I want it. But how am I ever going to do that? Like, you know, well, don't worry about the how. When the why is big enough, the how will emerge. And so what really my coach did is just help me get crystal clear on what I did want and why. And, you know, what I wanted was to be happy, right? We all want to be happy. And I want to find, you know, ways to express joy because joy is simply love expressed. And so I need to find, you know, something I'm really passionate about doing. And that's great. That's what, but I really need to figure out a way to mix generosity into that passion because that's really the why, the purpose. And, you know, he's like, man, I think you'd be a phenomenal coach because I was a director of sales at the time and I was coaching and training and mentoring a lot of the people that I worked with. And that was my favorite part. And, you know, like I had this limiting belief there. I was like, well, I, I got to struggle if I'm going to be a coach and all this. And he's like, well, you only have to struggle if you choose to struggle. And, you know, I fortunately, I just, got really clear. That's what I want. I let go of needing things to be a certain way and detached from any outcome. And I found a phenomenal opportunity on LinkedIn to work with a really large company. And I was a national sales trainer and coach for their sales force for three years. And so all day, every day I was coaching and training leaders and mentoring people and really helping them just get really phenomenal at what they're doing. And that brought me here today. Three years ago, I started my own company because I wanted to serve at higher levels. And, uh, man, it's great. I couldn't be happier. And, you know, every day it's expanding and love and joy and abundance. So really, really cool. Well, congratulations for doing that. Always like a good, um, a good story going from, should we say, doing something that you don't like to doing something that you do and, um, being able to discuss that. You did mention about establishing what it is that you want for those who are struggling to do that, because it's, I would say it's quite common to say, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I want. What would you say or how would you help guide that person? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And anytime you struggle with anything in life, I think the best place to start is with, you know, curiosity, because you've got to start asking questions like, what, what do I want? You know, and one of the really powerful ways that, you know, I've done it for myself and hundreds of my clients helping them get clarity is like, hey, okay, we need to bring in some contrast. Okay, like, what don't you want? And for me, that was really easy to pick those things out. Like, I don't want this. I don't want to be like that. And, you know, uh, just think it's so crucial that we really bring awareness to where is the joy? Where is the love? Like, what types of things am I doing that light me up? And at the same time, I'm able to use the skills and attributes I have at a very high level. You know, like one of the tools that I love using is Clifton Strengths Assessment because it identifies your natural talents. And talent's not rare. I've seen thousands of Clifton Strengths reports, but what's rare is people who develop these talents into strengths. And it's really 
powerful when you can get a clear understanding of what does it look like when I show up with my highest level of performance and what does it look like when I completely give it away? And so what we do is, you know, what are the types of things are you really excited about? What types of things are you passionate about doing? Okay, cool. Like, how can we bring more of your strengths into that? And how can we use that, you know, mix the generosity in again? How can we use that to serve other people? And, you know, it, it, it's just really, really crucial that you do that with a sense of wonder as opposed to that sense of, you know, looking for why it won't work. You know, like there's crazy things that work all the time. Like if you would have caught me in high school and then said, hey, you know what, Kevin? Like when you're a little bit older, you'll be able to get on your phone and press a little button and some dude or woman will bring you like food that you person you've ever met. They'll drop food at your house. They'll drop anything you want actually at your house. And if you want, they'll give you a ride wherever you want to go. And, you know, I would have been blown away. So I'm like, what, what phone are you using? Because we didn't have apps back then, right? But you know what? Like, it worked. I mean, Uber is doing okay, I think. You know, they're going to make it. And so, you know, just approaching with that, you know, what if? Because we've been so trained to play it safe, to do, you know, do it this way. And, you know, don't, don't, don't like go against the grain. Like, why not? Like, there's only one ver- you and there's only one version of you. And the more that you expand that, like, more that people are going to be attracted to you and repelled from you. And that's where a lot of people get scared. They get scared on taking a stand. Like, well, I don't want, you know, to exclude anyone. Like, but if you play to the middle and pander to that average, then you're going to attract average results and average, you know, performance. And we weren't built average. You know, we were built to be exceptional. And it's really, really phenomenal when you can get, you know, dialed in on something that really means something to you, that really helps other people. And you, you're excited to get up every day to go do it because I'm sure there's so many people listening that have, have had that Sunday night feeling where you just don't want to go to bed because then you got to get up the next day and go do that thing you don't want to do with those people that maybe you don't want to be with. And, you know, it's like, is this it? I feel like there's got to be more. And that that's despair. And that's a really hard place to be because that breeds apathy. But you know what? When we get that place of passion and love and purpose. That breeds hope. And hope is so powerful because hope and faith often go hand in hand. And you know what? Like, I can't see where I'm going because how in the world do I know? But you know what? As long as I can own this, I believe good things are coming. Really good things usually come because we get what we're looking for more often than not. Great point. You said that you wanted to, should we say, implement generosity into what you were doing. I think that's, I think, becoming more and more common uh, as a, I don't know, a trait within entrepreneurs. How did you do it and how would you encourage others to that's such a fantastic question you know i think like a lot of people get jaded just because of generational stuff like it was like you know get yours for so long and like you know you get in charge and you just tell everybody what to do and don't tell them about your secrets and man like I, i love people and i love helping other people and you know i'm so grateful for the people that have helped me and anytime i've ever been sideways in my life the one thing that's always got me straight is looking for the gratitude like what am i really grateful for And, you know, like, it's always easy. I'm grateful. You know what? That I'm alive walking around. I'm grateful that I have a missile shooting at my house. You know, I'm grateful that I have food. I'm grateful that every time I turn on my faucet, water comes out. And it's so brilliant when you can, you know, bring yourself back to that place. Because in that place of gratitude, you know, it really instantly gives you things, more things to be grateful for. But then you start directing that outwards. Okay. How can I express this gratitude through actions? And for me, you know, that was really easy because who doesn't want to be better, faster, smarter or whatever the case may be. And so as a coach, you know, I got to practice a lot and really you don't need to have exceptional skills 
if you can just listen, like that alone is one of the most powerful things you can do for another person. Like you don't have to be a coach to help other people work through stuff. You just need to be able to be present, keep your mouth shut and actually listen because what a gift to share because like the most fundamental desire I think that we have as humans is to connect with other humans, you know, to be seen by another human, to see another human. And that's so powerful when you can create a safe space like that for people. You know, I work with all kinds of different leaders and you know, it happens from managers to CEOs to business owners, to entrepreneurs, like the conversations where I say the least often are the most powerful. Like, man, this was great. You helped me so much. But yeah, you, you got it. You know, <laughs> like, but they just need a safe space to be able to be vulnerable and get their words out in front of them because really, really good coaches, what they're doing is helping people see where they're wasting their energy, blocking their energy or just not using it because that's like one of our best resources is the energy that we bring. And you know, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing every single bit. And that's really one of the main focuses of the way we serve people is how can we empower you and inspire you in a way that you, know, you use your energy in the most productive, powerful way possible. Do you have any examples, uh, coaching examples that you're particularly proud of that you would, you would share? Yeah, sure. I mean, so many great people that I've been able to work with. Um, one of the CEOs that I've, gosh, we've been working together for about three years now. And we work together a couple times a month, uh, almost weekly. And I work with some of her team as well. And when we started working together, she was successful, uh, really successful. I mean, she was making $500,000 a year, $600,000 a year. So making really good money. And she was serving a lot of people with what she did. And she was really unhappy because her life was chaotic. You know, she's really, really busy and just really stressed, overworked, overstressed and frustrated. And her family was suffering. Her health was suffering. Like, and she was just not, not happy. And, you know, again, we all want to be happy. And so we, what do you want? Right. You know, it's a little more sophisticated than that, but really she wanted to start her own business because she was really unhappy with a gentleman who was running her shop. And so, you know, Beginning of COVID, she stepped out, started her own firm. And that first year, she doubled her revenue to seven figures for the first time. And the next year, she did 1.5. And now she's got a company of about, I think, 25 people. And they're crushing it. She's got way more free time. She went from that chaos to freedom, which we all want freedom. But freedom in the mindset, freedom in her physical life, freedom with her time, and more freedom with her money. Now, she just bought a lake house that she's so excited about because she's going to make this like a space for her family and for her grandkids when her kids have kids. And she's like, I never would have had time before to even look at houses. And I didn't even have the extra resources. And she's like, my life is just so much easier now. And so she created, you know, all this space in her life. And really, she's doing a tremendous amount more, but in a lot less time. And so really, you know, it's she went from being busy to being productive you know, from being stressed to being happy. And man, it's really, really cool to get to see somebody who's like found their joy. And, you know, like last week we had to reschedule a call because she was going on a cruise and it's like, Hey, do you want to do this? You know, this afternoon in a couple of weeks, she's like, I want to do it in the morning. She, I just love these calls because it sets me right for the day. And I totally get that. I love working with my coach and I'm in a mastermind with some really great people. And you now I host masterminds as well. And I see it every time. There's always a like a group change and individual changes. And like, it's so cool, man. Like that's how you create a championship in any endeavor, whether it's a, you know, a sports team or a business, when people grow as individuals and they grow together as a team, like that's when you get massive quantum leaps for the whole and really, really uh, just exciting and inspirational to watch and get to be a part of. The funny thing about that example is that 
it's it's actually it wasn't the money necessarily that um I don't know from my maybe just my perspective but what made it significant was the lifestyle change right so going from stressed and busy to actually having time is is almost more valuable than the metrics right yeah because you can have all the money in the world but if you don't have any time to do anything with it or if you're stressed and unhappy what's the point i'd rather be you know broke and happy i guess than (laughs) really rich and miserable but i think you can have um, both significant challenges since you started out on your own uh yeah just the one that's looking at you on the camera right now me uh the biggest obstacle to overcome you know it's it's so wild when you really start you know reaching for rungs and start skipping steps and moving quickly how you know those old like habitual patterns that are thoughts or limiting beliefs that maybe you thought were gone they come back and i'll start thinking about stuff from when i was a kid like man, why am I thinking about third grade in this? Like, how am I still holding on to that? Like, how am I giving that so much energy? And really, just not judging yourself. I think one of the greatest skills you can learn is letting go. You know, just learning to let go of the things that uh, don't serve you. And you know, I've never been served by doubt. And worry has rarely served me. I mean, if your house is on fire, yeah, worry about that. You need to get out. Other than that, you know, most of the worries we have are manufactured and simply have no relevance. And so, you know, probably. The biggest struggle is every time I'm taking a big new leap in my business, just really, you know, building a new mindset that goes with that. And really also really having a lot of grace for myself and for the the people that are in my life, you know, because everybody's just doing the best they can with the information they have at the end of the day. And so just really being intentional about having grace for, you know, all the people that I'm lucky enough to interact with because, now, there's a reason that people come across our path and you know like as long as we're very intentional about being kind more than we're right really good things usually happen like I've, i never walked away from somebody and said man i'm glad they were right they were right the whole time i talked to them about everything but i have walked away from so many people like man like thomas was really kind today like my wife will ask like how was the interview man, man thomas is great man he's a really kind guy it was really fun i really love being around other people with big hearts like that because you know like everything is really about love at the end of the day. It's either love or fear we're choosing. And I think, you know, choosing love over fear is such a, a great skill that we can all develop. Is love and kindness kind of how you go with in terms of how to overcome limiting beliefs or is there something in addition that you would, you would encourage other people to do if they're struggling with, with that concept? Yeah, that's a really, really important concept that, uh, I think, you know, it's an ongoing evolution of a skill, but you definitely start with love and kindness because anytime you have a limiting belief, let's say that you have a limiting belief about money, which, you know, money is one of the biggest things that people have weird relationships with over and over again. It's, you know, it's time, money, relationships, or health. Those are kind of the big four, but money's usually around the top. And, you know, it could be, again, generational. Like, you know, my grandparents went through the Great Depression and they, didn't have enough literally back when they were kids. And so they had that belief. They transferred that to my mom. And, you know, my mom was amazing, great, just like my grandparents, but transferred some of that to me because that was what she was programmed with. And, you know, I was too. And really letting go of that is, it was an ongoing process. It took me a little while, but really it starts with being really, you know, in that space of love and kindness because as you're letting go of stuff, it feels really sometimes and if you judge yourself like for having the belief or if you judge the belief you're just creating more resistance inside of yourself 
And so like, there's a great book called letting go by David Hawkins, which is phenomenal. It's like a textbook on letting go basically. But he, in chapter two, he talks about the mechanisms of letting go and it's just letting the feeling, whatever it is, the feeling behind that limiting belief. And, you know, the feeling behind the limiting belief of money was lack. Like, you know, I wasn't enough. There wasn't enough, you know, whatever. And just, just watching that feeling and just bringing awareness to it. Like, where am I feeling it physically? What does it feel like when I feel it? And not responding to it. And if I have to do anything, I'm going to love myself for being brave enough to feel the feeling because, you know, that's courage, right? Like courage isn't the absence of fear. It's, it's action in spite of it. And, you know, so, sometimes when you have a belief, you can let go of it in one time like that. Sometimes it takes many because it's like potentially decades of stories of this unworthiness or whatever. And so just really being patient and being aware and just, you know, focusing on the truth. Because no matter how bad you feel, you can always find even like, you know, this modicum of peace inside you. And if I can find that little bitty peace, that's where I want to place my awareness and my attention. Because uh, the longer I sit there, the more that expands. And that's such a powerful practice because you're practicing being present, being still. Like, Thomas, you're a master at that. Like, you don't move much. Like, when I'm talking, you're a phenomenal listener. Like, I do not want to play cards with you ever because I bet you're really good at it. Like, you would take all my money. Because like I get like good hand, I'm like woo, like good hand. Like, no, 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 it's terrible, right? Like I can't give it all away. I'm a little animated, but you know it's really powerful because when you show up, like you're showing up, Thomas, in this really still place, that's how everything settles around you. You become this really cool anchor for me to create from, and that gives me a you know synergy. And like you can do that with yourself with the limiting beliefs. It's like just anchor in that place of love and peace, and just you know just be. Have you um? had a struggle at all with um pricing um because and maybe it's just um my perception but some people i think if you're coming from the place of should we say kindness um to for example your clients and you mentioned the limiting beliefs around money sometimes that comes through to pricing your services for example have you do you see the the conflict there and how do you what's your philosophy based on that yeah, you know, that, that's such a fantastic idea to talk about because money is often just kind of a, I don't know, the banner of the limiting beliefs. You know, the way people feel about money is really reflective of whatever's going on inside of them. With me, it was like, I didn't feel like I was enough. And that's why I didn't think there was enough money. And so when it comes, you know, to really, gosh, Understanding that and moving through that, I think it's crucial that you really just work to understand like your values first and foremost. Like, what are your core values? And a lot of people don't spend the time to do that. You know, like the core values that I have, you know, it's freedom, it's grace, it's love, it's abundance. And anytime I get sideways, it's yes or no. Like, am I honoring those values? Yes or no. And it's not like, well, maybe this, it's just yes or no. And then, like, okay, like, how do I bring myself back to honoring that? And it's really important that I start from that place of my values because I know that what I, when I'm creating from that place connected to my values, it's worth like it's weight in gold and so much more. Like I had trouble in the beginning. The first time I worked with the coach, I was like, Hey, how much is it? And I'm like, it's probably like 500 bucks a month. You know, it's going to be a lot. Right. And he's like, yeah, a thousand dollars. I was like, Oh, a thousand dollars a month. And I'm like, that's like what I pay for rent. Right. And it was phenomenal. Like he totally changed my life. Every time I've been coached, I've grown so fast and grown so much. Even a, I've had a couple of coaches that uh, just didn't line up with perfectly who I was or who they were, and I still got results. 
And that's why I absolutely love being coached. I work with a coach now and I'm also part of a mastermind. And that's why I do what I do because I know the high level of value it brings. We get so much more on the back end from whatever we put in on the front end. But when it comes to pricing, to answer your question, yeah, I definitely had to do some work on that because I told you I had lim- the limiting beliefs around money. And a lot of times people don't understand what coaching brings. Like, I'm going to pay you to do what? And it's like, you're not, I'm not, you're not paying me to tell you what to do. Like, I mean, think about any professional team, right? Like if there weren't coaches on the sideline during a football game, it would be weird. Like, why do they not have coaches? Because they're elite athletes. And as entrepreneurs and high performers and business owners, we absolutely need somebody to help us, you know, just reflect back sometimes what, what we're thinking, but maybe what we're not seeing because it gets really lonely in leadership quite often because you can't always ask, you know, the people around you for their opinion because they're not in the same place as you are. They're not running the same way as you are. And so, you know, like, I think it's crucial to figure out like, Hey, like, what is this going to create for me in my life? What transformation will this coaching, you know, group mentoring, whatever, what will transformation will it bring me? I'm here. Where will it take me to? Like, what value does that create in my life? And what are the repercussive benefits? Because how I do anything is how I do everything. You know, if I get better in my professional life, my relationships are going to get better. I'm probably getting better with my time. My money's going to increase. I'll probably be happier. And so I'll just everything across the board gets better. And man, how much would you pay for that? Like, how much would you pay to have joy on demand, to be owning your superpowers, to be absolutely crushing it at the highest level you can? And not only that, because you're so dialed into your genius, like you actually get energy from doing it. So you go so far beyond your previous limits that you almost don't like recognize the old you. Like, man, I would pay a lot for that. And so it's not really about the money. The money is just a number. But if as a provider of any service, you know, you have this weird relationship with money and you show up and you're like, hey, yeah, it's, you know, $20,000 or whatever. And you have this limiting belief behind it. That energy is going to be felt and there's going to be a disconnect between you and whoever you're talking to. And so I think it's really crucial to understand, like, well, why do you charge what you charge? You know, for the, the group I'm launching at the end of, or the beginning of July. Like I was very specific. I broke everything out. I'm like, this is the value. This is the value. This is the value. And you know, value based on what people have paid me. Value based on what is created for other people. And I make sure that the value that is, you know, quote unquote worth is way far above what the actual price is going to be. So the goal is always to, you know, charge, you know, a reasonable price, but way over deliver on the execution. Great answer. Thank you. And I have, um, I started off a while ago um, with some, should we say, hang ups about prices and that sort of thing. But um, as you get more and more exposed to it, you know, the longer you're in business, for example, you recognize that, I know, those beliefs start to go away, I think, with, uh, with just everyday activity. Have you found that? Yeah, absolutely. And well, too, one of the things that really helped me was spending money on coaching myself. Oh, because if I'm not, willing to do what I'm asking other people to do, then that doesn't really line up with people either. Because they're like, hey, you know, who's your coach? Or do you work with the coach? And you know, it's like, like I mentioned, you know, I have a mastermind group and I'm starting another one in about a month. And the reason is because I got so much benefit from the group I'm in. And you know, I've been in masterminds for the past few years. And every time I'm in one, like it's so phenomenal because for one, you get some company, you know, like we get people to run with that aren't necessarily competitors, which is really cool because, you know, that's what we need sometimes. Somebody else to hold that space of belief for us till we can step into it. You know, like, hey, you're here, but I see you here. 
you know, here's what's possible. And, you know, we don't always have that with our family or friends. I'm sure you've had this experience, Thomas, when you're building your business, you go to you know, your partner or your friends, and you're like, I'm working on this thing. And you're so excited about it. And they look at you like, what are you talking about? Like, and it's just doesn't feel good. And it's not because they're bad or malicious. They just don't understand because they don't do what you do all day. And so I think, um, that, yeah, that, uh, definitely the money thing, it evolves over time and goes away because I understand the amount of effort and just intention that I bring to the work that I'm doing. And I've seen hundreds of people literally transform their lives so far past what they th even thought was possible that I, gosh, I did it for myself and I've done it for all of them. And I absolutely just believe wholeheartedly in what we do. So the, the money thing is really not an issue. So in terms of who approaches you, uh, what does that typical person look like? And often what's the problem that they tend to say that they have? So the typical person is usually somebody who's successful as a business owner or some other leadership position, like, you know, anywhere in the C-suite or even managers, directors, et cetera. And the main thing is usually in some sort of chaos. And the chaos looks like overworked, overstressed, like they're winning a business, but losing at life almost. And they really want to improve, you know, kind of those four areas, but especially the time and the relationships are the two big ones and you know more money is never a problem so you know it's a great tool to have and so you know health and money definitely get in there but it's usually somehow get me out of this chaos i want to find freedom I, you know i want it mentally i want it physically and i just i want more but i don't know what getting to that more looks like and i'm not 100 percent what that more may even be and, you know, there's like a lot of times there's like this thing they've been putting off. I want to start my business. I want to write this book. I want to take more time off. I want to spend more time with my family that they've been wanting for a long time. But it's like the boulder perched on the edge of the cliff. Somebody just needs to pull that stick out of the way so we can get it rolling. And um, usually it's probably, you know, 30 to 50 somethings. And uh, really the three kind of requirements for admission to one-on-one uh, -on -one or one of our groups is we look for inspired visionary leaders that you know, are inspired by something bigger than themselves to go out and create and serve and inspiring to others as well. And a servant heart, you know, really want to help other people. And then you have to be humble because if you're not humble, then, you know, you're not going to be able to grow. And are there any issues when people first come to you typically that they're unaware that they have, but often have? <laughs> yeah. Well, where should we start? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think one of the, big things that I see people do that gives away a lot of their power is they don't understand the magnificence they bring. Like, especially when their, you know, strengths are dialed in, they don't understand that. Hey, this is like a superpower. The way that you influence the behavior of others when you're in front of the room, the way that you just connect with other people when you're with them, the way that you execute on everything just immediately or whatever it is that their genius is, because it's so easy for them, they minimize it. And, you know, I've done similar things to myself in the past. You know, it's like, we can't always get an accurate view of ourselves because we're so pressed up against the glass of our own life. And one of the things that trips people up is they've stopped making new decisions about who they are. Like, no, this is who I am. Like, okay, cool. That, that was who you were, you know, then, but who are you now? Like if, if you'd ever changed, you'd still be taking naps on cots in preschool and peeing on them, you know, like you were when you were four years old, right? No, we change. That's a guarantee you get in life. Change is going to happen. 
And that's really cool too. Cause if you're unhappy, you know what, like let go and maybe something better will come along, but just really, it's so crucial that, you know, you just approach yourself and the world with that sense of wonder, not like in an effort to, you know, demean yourself or be hard on yourself. Just, Hey, I wonder what, what I get stuck here. You know, I wonder why I always stop there. I wonder why I feel bad when I think this. And it's not, again, an effort to make yourself feel bad. You know, you do that with love and kindness and really just trying to understand, okay, you know, like maybe I don't need to do this anymore. Maybe I created this when I was younger and I needed this as a, a buffer or whatever, but I'm a different person now. And so I want to make a new decision about who I want to be. And, you know, with, with the life I have desires on creating, this doesn't have a part in it. Thank you for that. I did um, say beforehand that um, I was going to ask you about what success means to you. I kind of feel like you have touched upon it, um, but I'm still interested to know how you define it. Yeah, that's such a great question. I think, you know, success is really finding something that you absolutely love doing and doing it in a way that really helps other people. And it doesn't have to be like a global scale. You know, it could be something super simple. You know, you could be somebody who works at a sandwich shop and you know like what you love doing is making sandwiches because you love seeing people you know be satisfied with food like that's a really cool thing when you go in somewhere like that and the person behind the counter is in love with what they do because you can feel it and like hey how are you you know big smile whatever and you feel like you know what like that's cool because i just saw somebody you know expressing parts of their genius like maybe that's not the pinnacle for them but you know what? Like when you can find joy in any moment, like that's really powerful stuff. And, you know, success to me is being able to, you know, make peace with wherever I'm at and being able to have, you know, uh, the freedom to think the way I want to think, to live the way I want to live and serve people the way I want to serve people. And that's really a pretty good version of success in my book. Thank you for that. Is there anything that I should ask, have asked you about today? Ah, oh, such a great question. I like to ask that one too. And I, I was not prepared for that. Oh, what a great, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about Thomas for a second. So tell me what your version of success is. How about that? Um, I sort of borrowed it from, should we say a, a, a non-mentor of mine, a mentor in the sense that I, I never, never got to meet him. Um, and it's Earl Nightingale. And he says that success is the pursuit of a worthy ideal. So in that sense, providing you have an ideal and you're in and you're progressing towards it, you're a successful individual. And I like it because it it flies in the face of what, should we say, society projects as success and providing you're working towards something, then you're a successful individual. I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Earl Nightingale's got some great uh writing and just products, man. Phenomenal uh just message that he brings up. I always resonated with that a lot glad you brought that up well at least i was prepared for it in, in a lot of instances <laughs> when when i get a question back i'm like i don't know i was asking it but i don't have a good answer for you <laughs> but um for those who would like to hire you or connect where do they go ah uh, sure you can find me kevin keppel on instagram or you can go to kevin keppel.us uh check out some of the stuff we're doing uh when we love new friends if there's anything you think i can do for you happy to help uh you know just i really encourage you to you know find somebody that you trust and feel safe around that allows you to really explore what you know being more looks like to you and uh 
I think that's a good start for anybody. Well, for those who are listening or watching, please review the links in the description. And Kevin, thank you for being a great guest today. Thanks for having me, Thomas. Thanks, everybody.